You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at Remax Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at Remax Advantage Plus. Good morning, guys. What up? We got to hear the music. It was so nice. Yeah, I figured out how to, yeah, I'm figuring out more about, about sharing during the live stream. Very good. Taking me, taking me a good 60 days, but we're getting there. That's right. What's going on? Can you guys believe it's Thursday again? It goes quick. Yeah. Every week it goes quick. This week. I love it though. I just got to watch out, watch the same answers I repeat because I do a couple. I do a couple podcasts for uh, Integrity Marketing Service. I do a couple podcasts a week for that, and then this one. So I got to be. I gotta hey, be careful. Know, we've never really talked too much about that. What is what is Integrity Marketing, Chris? Exactly as it speaks. It's basically a, a program to um, be able to help other agents get to where they want to be with who they are. And I don't think there's any other programs that are like that. Um, too many people concentrate on the cookie cutter and this is what you got to do and this is what you got to do. But uh, in reality, you got to do what you do good because then you'll do it. And I think that's a big... You got to be yourself, Chris. That's right, Rudolph. <laughs> no, but that's the truth. I think that there's something to be said for, you know, agents that have been around in the business a little while that have, um, they have lots of contacts. And then um, they kind of like, it's like your career takes off and you do really well. And then all of a sudden the things that you were, the magic tricks are not impressive to the crowd anymore. They don't work or they're not as effective. And then you have to reinvent yourself. And so that's why we got this young, wait, this young lady over here. <laughs> Where are you, Courtney? <laughs> um, so we also have, uh, Courtney, tell us about your business. I, I have, uh, I know we always have you hosting and you help us with the podcast, but you're just like the technology wizard and you, you do exactly that for people. Well, I'm that probably do- not a wizard because everybody else on my team determines what technology to use. And then I just figure out what I need from that technology and make it work. But my team probably could, could be called the technology wizard, but um, I own Amplify Marketing. We're a digital marketing agency. We work um, heavily with professional service firms, but, um, and commercial service firms. Uh, and about 50% of our business is in real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she's helped my team quite a bit too, Chris, with uh, integrating some new like high level brochures that are like you know live, which I'm just so impressed with right now. We've we've just been playing where like I mean, how many times do you scan and now you have the brochure and as the brochure the photos are floating through it and they're changing you know and then there's links in there and I mean just, stuff that I never would have been able to put together. I just saw a promo for this real estate show, just like it. Really? It was good. It was quick. I like that. It's kind of like it's quick and impactful. And I know we're talking about video and stuff like that and kind of the different theories today. Um, and so that's going to, it's going to remind me or help me remember the reason why uh, sometimes you do do video and how you do it. And obviously yeah. it's been a kind of a big thing. Um, well, video is the, you know, the simplest, like I've explained this before. You know, you watch like a show like this where it's live on Facebook and you might have a few viewers at first, but people that watch or listen to like a podcast will come back and say, hey, I want to, you know, they just want to see who's talking, right? So it, it connects that human connection with that person and, and makes it real, um, you know, 
Yeah. It's the easiest way to say it. What are you what do you guys think is going on with the market this week before we dive into video? I know there's quite a few things moving. Yeah. I mean it's it it continues, it, it continues on. Um ours is uh everything is moving really well. Um a lot of things are uh selling. My house was one of them. Your so, prior yeah. lake house already yeah. sold? Yeah. So that was good. Um obviously you gotta work through all the contingencies and things like that, but uh it, uh, you know, so it does, it's spanning all the different price ranges. I mean, building, obviously, we're going too. into our third week of the parade of homes. And um, last weekend was just as strong as the first weekend, which was great. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of neat watching the process. And Andy can testify to this probably even more. Because I think the, uh, our model home, our, our process is probably uh, a three-year process. And when I say that, I think people start thinking about it. And then they go look at a parade and then they kind of put a plan together. Then they kind of verify it, la, la, la. But uh, that you can, Andy, you can say to this that you probably see people that came the first weekend, they kind of narrowed it down to what they like. And now they're coming back to kind of, um, I don't know, push towards that, that finalist type thing. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, I think that there's also the, um, the consumer that comes back year after year. They're almost like, I call them the, the fans, right? Where they they'll come back and you see them and you recognize them. And then they, they'll come back the next year. And you're like, have I seen you guys before? And then all of a sudden, you know, the third year, they finally admit, you know, I think we're getting closer. We might even have you out to take a look at our house, figure out how much equity we have or what it's worth. Um, we want to talk about this dream house. And I think one of the, the uh, consistent things that happens with new construction is come back and look at the similar house, but every year it's 10 or $15,000 higher. And then they get to the point of where they're sick of it going up in price. And, and they're like, you know what, let's just buckle this down before it gets too expensive. And uh, you know, cause what's it worth? Like I said, sometimes, you know, five or 10 grand, I can, I can forgive or forget about, you know, like if you're uh, stretching that out over 10 or 15 years, um, you know, and, and it's like that. So the temporary like lumber prices, I had a lot of people coming in saying, well, geez, you know, that was crazy. All these builders raised their prices. And it, it comes down to where I'm like, are you going to really hold up your whole life and your lifestyle and everything else just because of a $10,000, $15,000 price increase? I said, if that really bothers you, then then go borrow money at under 3%. And I said, and feel good again. You know, it's like, it's kind of crazy, but I you know, did you see this chart just while you're talking about home equity gains that uh, year over year, you're looking at an $11,000 gain on your property for over last year. That's a, that's pretty big. That's a pretty big jump. For an average increase for sure no and that's probably that based on average sale price i mean there's i mean all of these things have their little little quips and it's kind of like maybe the average sale price was 279 now it's 290 but sure. uh there's other there's other places that are uh making a lot more money than that um yearly i mean there's some there's some uh, on the lake that you know if they sold it last year they're making you know, 100, 150,000 more this yeah. year. Holy moly. Yeah. The, the average, I think, is going to break over 300 this year. So it's like, you know, you kind of look at that and, you know, we've been in the 270s, 280s, 290s. Now we're at, I think, averaging like 311 or something like that for an average sale price. So, you know, it, it, it's um, kind of like me getting used to trucks. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever shopped trucks, but the truck that I bought three years ago that was 55,000, right now is 72,000. It's ridiculous. Yeah 
us. So when they say, oh, we're worried about inflation, I'm like, brother, we're already living it. There's already hyperinflation around us everywhere if you really pay attention. So take advantage of the rates. Yeah, the rates are the rates are very low. Of course, I've got another graph on that. Oh, sorry. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so this year you can buy a house for average, if your mortgage amount is $250,000, uh, or if you were looking to mortgage a house for $250,000 last year, um, you can adjust for inflation this year. You can, you can mortgage out $263,000 at today's rates and be paying $61 a month less in terms of the payment difference than what you would have been paying for that less expensive house last year. So that kind of covers that big, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollar jump that you're talking about, Andy. Well, that also allows the market to continue, even if like incomes are flat. That allows you know people to go up in price ranges when rates go down as well. So, you know, for the same payment that you were going to pay last year, you just get more house. But um, you know, that really speaks to what you guys mention all the time, which is it's not about the co- the price of the home; it's about how much you're paying a month. Have you, have you guys noticed across the Twin Cities the outbreak? Um, amongst real estate agents right now that have acne that are in their 40s and 50s that uh, <laughs> from masks. I'm like, I haven't had a zit in 25 years and I'm wearing this mask all the time now. So I got, I'm like, oh my God, it's horrible. I've got a good skincare routine I can send you, Andy. I, well, I mean, and I just think it's because you're, you're steaming your face for eight hours a day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, what, uh, I guess, Chris, don't you wear a mask? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I'm telling you, I've I've looked around and there's real estate agents walking around now that are in their fifties with zits on their face or with blemishes. I'm like, realtor. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm a realtor. (laughs) How about realtors walking around with, I, the other last two, a couple of weeks ago, all of a sudden my hair kind of like, was like, it was a little Brown. I'm like, what the heck? I thought I got staining my hair because I was staining. And then I go get my hair cut yesterday and the lady goes, Hey, what did you, did you burn your hair? And I'm like, what? And yeah, I singed my hair in the bonfire that I was doing. And I did. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I mean, I actually have like singed hair underneath oh here. My God. Like, yeah. So how does that so, happen? So I don't, I don't have the acne, Andy, but I got the burn, burn my face. Oh, geez. Our age, Courtney, you guys start watching us. We should really have a personal assistant with us everywhere we go. <laughs> I guess so. Well, today we're talking about video in home listings, which has become very popular in, um, especially with COVID, between the actual listing video, but then also for the virtual tours that people are doing as part of the listing or as part of the marketing promotion. What are your guys' thoughts on video? Has it, have you seen video become more popular since the lockdown or has it been kind of on the rise since prior to that? Want me to go, Andy? Well, you know, I'll go back even to Chris and I when we when we first started working together nine years ago, and we were we have a kind of a you know there, there's all kinds of computer automation out there that you know people click on it gives us an opportunity to earn their business right so um, and and these computer systems we had Chris you and I were talking about integrating video into that nine years ago where instead of just sending out an email we were like. Wouldn't it be cool if we could send out a video message to people where it would say, hey, I'm Andy. I'm a great real estate agent. Hire me. And the video would allow people to connect with you. And we tried and tried to figure that out over the years. And it just was super expensive or unrealistic or people wouldn't open it because they didn't know how to do it. Well, now some of the tools that are available, like, you know, like 
Uh, my team uses every day a product called BombBomb. And I mean, it, it's trackable, it's traceable in a good way. So you can see that, hey, yeah, the customer I did send this message to actually did open the video and watched it. Um, and sometimes you can even see that people share your videos. Um, you know, so the message is, it's, there's almost like that entertainment factor there. I think it's crazy, like an 85% open ratio on email or texts that have video. And, and so if you want to really get to your audience, I don't care what industry you're in, video has proven that your message comes across. And I think video is, it's how you use it. I mean, it can be sometimes, I mean, we go, when we go on listings, you know, everyone's like, well, are you going to do a video? And I said, if it makes your house look better, then we'll do video. If it doesn't make your house look better, we won't do video. It's like twilight, twilight photos. Some houses don't have, don't do good in twilight photos. And so why would you want to make a house something that uh, isn't good? And so I'm kind of, uh, uh, a video, video for me is, um, I think you, you gotta, you gotta capture them right away. Mm -hmm. If you don't capture them right away. And I think some videos are, you know, way too long, but you gotta capture them, orientate them, and then let them put through the house. So if you don't catch them on those first two, at least you've got them, you kind of give them the flavor of it. And then you can orientate them um, to you know where we're where we're at. But then hey, then start going through the house. So if you're more interested in it, and uh, I actually pulled up an example of that. Um, if you guys want me to, uh, share yeah, let me somewhere. change the share settings. Hang on. We normally have Chris locked out at this part of the show. <laughs> no, it's the stinking zoom settings they change when uh, or they did change with everybody getting on zoom and now you have to enable it every time really nice yeah this this was a surprise for you guys i didn't even tell you about this ahead of time i i do enjoy surprises for the love of, for the love of god please run the right video <laughs> <laughs> we shall well, see out how to pull that up. Andy, I see you're wearing quite a bit of preferred home team apparel yeah, today. As I say, yeah. The, uh, or wait, there you go. Remax and the, I'm a rolling billboard. I like it. I like yeah, those. I don't know if Chris Rooney could do the splits, but we got video proof. So let's see that, Chris. He almost looks like he works out or something. I'm just scrunched up into my little... Uh, Didn't you do a triathlon? Yeah, that guy can. I did, yeah, but it was a long time ago. It was like oh. eight years ago. Huh. I did the full, you know... You know, if you're over 225 pounds, um, which I know it's hard to believe, but I am, um, the, uh, they, they call you a Clydesdale. <laughs> there's beginner, there's elite, there's pro, there's pro elite, and then there's Clydesdale. I'm like, why the hell am I named after a huge animal? Better than elephant. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. back then when it was the mayor, we did the Lifetime Fitness uh, Triathlon. And they're like, all right, everybody, put your hands together for this group. They're going to burn three times the calories the average uh, contestant will. <laughs> they said that. Like, it's like letting all the hippos run into the pool. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't even know what to say to that, to be honest. Uh, I, all I can say is that I can run pretty good. My brother beat me on biking. He's a great swimmer and a great biker. I'm a better runner. Okay. Are That's you sharing this, Chris? So I'm ready. Content, Whenever you're ready. You're, you're, we're, oh. just, we're just chatting oh. while we wait for you to. Okay, share. I can't see. All right. We're, yes. I can play it right now? Yeah. Okay, but, here but we go. You have to click the share button. Oh, 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 geez. 
I was sitting here waiting to, hold on, hold on. Oh, jeez, where is it? This is amazing, yeah. Chris. I can't we are We are so technologically advanced on this show today. All right, here we go. Mr. Technology <laughs> Wizard. There we go. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay, so here's the, oh, so Rick remember, we're capturing them right away. Here we go. This is pretty. So what lifestyle, do you, what lifestyle do you think we're trying to create there? Obviously luxury. And, and, and like it's golf course living. And well, that's the privacy too. There's nobody around you. Yeah. So, you yeah, so Chris, I like that. If you wanted to see an example of this, Chris, where it's running um, at regular rate. And it goes into the house. But then like, is this like a Matterport or is this like one of the, is it a live camera or is it a drone camera? This is, this is a, it's a drone, but it's also uh, photos that would be incorporated with it. Cause okay. sometimes you can just span, you get better photo quality if you just span it, you know, like you know how to do, um, but use more of that kind of on the inside of it. But my whole point was, is to try to capture them at the beginning to kind of get a feel for what that is. And my marketing always, always is a lead them to the conclusion that you want them to believe rather than just tell them, hey, hey, it's on a golf course and this and that. Really show them kind of the feel and the lifestyle of it. So I think that's how I use video. I like that idea. And I think that for us, um, you have to click stop share. Um, I think for from you know our perspective as a marketing agency, um, we, we are big believers in the idea that people absorb content differently. So different people respond to different types of content. So if you're marketing a house or if you're marketing yourself as an agent or really anything that you do, you have to have that message created in multiple formats. Otherwise you're missing people because some people are going to respond really well to just short text and a link where they can look through photos. Other people are going to scroll right past that, but if they see a video, they are going to stop and watch that. So kind of mixing it up with the message that you're sharing and having multiple formats available for people to digest is important. Yeah, well, I think you, you hit it right on the nose there, and there's different ways in which to target different people. So that one that I just showed you, um, obviously it's golf, golf living lifestyle, but it's also a very uh, modern uh, streeter type feel of a house. And so you might get two completely different buyers that want that. Some might could care less about golf and who cares? I mean, who cares about golfing? But then they'll start justifying, but look at the house that I get and my gosh, I don't have any neighbors behind me. You yeah. know, so there's a, like you said, so you can't, I mean, just thinking like you can target people. And I think that's the cool thing about our marketing now in the old MLS, we had to go one route. You know, this is the way that we're going to go and that's our marketing. But now we can do kind of like with an Amplify is take that and say, hey, no, yeah, it's golf course living. You want to be on the golf course. Oh, no, you want mid-century modern type houses or, hey, you want, um, you know, main floor living. You can you can doctor all the different ways in which to be able to market a property that way. And I think there's different types of video that you can share. And I think it's important 
both on the agent side and the homeowner side to remember that, that number one, as an agent, you can share these really beautiful professional videos. And that really gives you a scope of lifestyle and house. But if you also go in and do your own virtual tour that you post on your social pages and maybe send out via BombBomb or, or your newsletter, you're going to hit more people because you're just going to get more eyes on it. But it's also a less produced version of engaging with your audience. And that's going to connect with people differently than that produced video is going to. And it's the same thing on the homeowner side. You have the ability to help market your house if you want it to sell quickly. And by showcasing, doing a little live video of your own on your social channels or sending it out via text to people that you know in your network that might be interested in buying your home, that can really help people get a feel or at least generate interest so that they come and look at your house. It's not going to sell the house on its own, but it's a component of getting people in the door. Yeah. Andy, um, Courtney, do we have, um, and I hate to put you on the spot, but do you have a version of that? Uh, one of our, you know, new brochures that we put together. Yeah, I can pull one up. Yeah. At, and so Chris, what we did here was we had um, to talk about how I think, you know, video is going to evolve. It's more than just, um, it, it's like you guys were just talking. It's how it's presented and, and it's how it's packaged. And I think that, you know, like when you're scrolling online and a video just starts running, it's a lot different than when you have to click on something and commit to something. And, you know, there's, so there's a lot of um, like, we've, as it keeps evolving, you know, you're giving people information, you're, you're exciting them about something they may not have thought about. Right. So is it, is it the lifestyle? Is it the, you know, the, the energy efficiencies, is it the, you know, whatever it might be, but, also, I think that video also gives us a chance not only to connect with the person to build a little bit of a, a little bit of trust with each other, but it also allows us to share more information. So we can give them, you know, the different side of the story that they maybe would have not thought of on their own. You know what I mean? Um, There's your here's your um, brochure, and it's it's designed. It, I have a very large screen that I'm showcasing this on. Most people are going to get this on their phone. So it's designed to be responsive. But if you scroll through it, it's kind of, it's just a different way to absorb information. And we, it's it kind of speaks to that idea that people absorb information in different ways. They can have this delivered to their email or their phone, and it's going to give them a lot of different ways. You can imagine scrolling, and then all of a sudden there's the blueprint. And you can click on the blueprint or like it says here. And we have another floor video plan. going into this today. And it clicks links out of it. And then here's the video. So you can watch the video about that house. And here's the plan. And so these are some of the new technologies that are out there that are, you know, they look, the idea there is to make them look really simple and make it, but have all the information there and make it, you know, and cool. Kind of like the, the I always say Apple does a great job of that, right? Where they, they're doing a literally absolutely amazing things but yet it's super simple and that's what we were trying to create here with some of these brochures and we're starting to roll this out too with existing listings where it's like request more photos request more information and then the one that i love the look at the city information restaurants and then at the bottom um it says here schedule a home consultation and and here's the thing that i think is going to be the, the deal breaker in the future is putting it in control where the consumer gets to pick so like, this is where you want to book an appointment with me. You go right on this calendar and my schedule is right there to pick. Boom. You know, so that, and this all bases off of almost like a video platform and yet has links out of it. And so I think the concept of video is only going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger where the video is capturing something 
and then it'll be interactive where within that video, you're gonna be able to click and there'll be more information about the windows or there might be more information about that refrigerator. And so that, that's all coming. That's part of that platform you talked about, Courtney, it's called Matterport. Um, and so they are conceptually absorbing that information and then slowly but surely the next rollout of that technology will have where as you're looking through that video and it stops and it'll stop and Chris, we can click on the front door that you just showed us and also say, this is an Anderson 5000 series, you know, uh, purchased in 1987 for, you know, here's the warranty that's left. And I'm telling you guys, it's, it, there's so many cool things coming for real estate right now that make that buyer smarter and more comfortable and confident. And, and that's what it's all about, man, is getting that good information out there so people can make, you know, decisions, right? And not get, feel like they got bamboozled. Rick and I were just looking at um, a couple of different properties this past weekend. Unfortunately, both of them already moved to pending, but um, one of them did a Matterport tour and it auto-generated a full floor plan of the house. And I haven't seen that. I, I don't know if I've just missed that before, but that seems like it's a newer technology for them this year. And I thought that was so cool because it was an existing house built in 1989, large house, but you couldn't really, and you could kind of get the idea of the floor plan, but you know, a new construction, you go see a listing online and it always has the floor plan and the existing construction usually doesn't. I thought that was so cool to see the actual layout of how that video tour actually converted into other pieces of information. So let me give my old man perspective on that too, because I'll tell you what, um, I, I, video has been um, great. And then you start integrating things like exactly what you're talking about, where all of a sudden there's, there's a floor plan. That's okay. Yeah. It's just like that. Is that yours, Chris? Like did, did yeah. that generate out of a Matterport tour? Yep, exactly. So they did it. And I think what's really cool is they actually get the whole closets and everything in there. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So this, this is an example of that. And it, and it is nice because I'll tell you what, what my plan actually said the square footage was, and you know, now it's a big thing. You know, we just did another one for a listing that the past listings that it was 5,100 square feet, it's 4,200, 900 square feet different, you know? That's huge. And, yeah, and this is, these are all interior measurements, you know, so it doesn't take in the, you know, so it's basically, I mean, from what the county has, it's a foot because you gets two six inch walls on each side. But I mean, this is as accurate as you can get. You know, and the, that is fantastic. And I think that there's, there's applications where I'm a million percent behind that, where I'm like, I believe in it, let's do it. And then there's time where I'm totally against it because it'll eliminate showings. It'll eliminate, people now will make buying decisions online. And you're like, well, we've had the house for sale for a week and nobody showed it. You got too much information out there sometimes. And so sometimes what I'll do is I reel back and say, hey, Jesus. show the coolest features of that house. Let people come out there because they're making decisions without having all the information. And one of the, the sources of information I feel is how does the house make you feel? And you never get that if you never show up. So I always say, if I can get people to the house and they go, oh, this yard is too small. And then they get there and they go, well, it's really not that small. And it's kind of cool how it lays out. And maybe this will work for us. So there, there's times where people call me and ask me if I'm a total idiot. They're like, you, as a real estate agent, you should be embarrassed. There's only one photo on the MLS. I say, yep, I took all 43 of them down. So I put one up and now I had six showings this week in my client's house sold. It kind of goes back to the idea that real estate marketing can't be cookie cutter. It really is dependent on the property and, and it's 
I think that that's something that you both are very passionate about is creating custom solutions for your clients with everything that you're doing from the home marketing to your own marketing that happens around the properties that you're selling. And, and here's the problem. I think some people, uh, realtors get confused on their own marketing versus what's best for the client. And, uh, and when you do that, that's just like signage. You know, I mean, if I, if my house backs up to a busy road, it's the best place to ever put a sign with Chris Rudy's name all over it, but it's yeah. the worst thing you can do for your client. And so you don't do it. You know, if you're on a corner lot, do you put the, do you, do you put the sign on the corner so everyone can see it driving by, or do you put it on the other side of that driveway? So when they, that's not their first impression. The first impression is, oh my gosh, if my kid goes out on their bike, they're going to get killed by a car versus, Hey, we turned in and oh, there it is right there. It's, it's just a subtle little thing, but it's so important. And then what Andy said too, is so true. And it's to, on, on price points, you know, sometimes you have to get, I mean, in price points over a million dollars, sometimes those people are super busy and aren't able to do it. They want more information and then they get it all. And then they go to the house to just verify it mm -hmm. rather than, Hey, I want to kind of sneak it. But if Andy's talking about you know, a house that's under 350,000, you kind of throw some stuff at it. We're gonna have a ton of showings anyways. So why not make it look the best you possibly can without giving them absolutely everything? You know, you gotta get them out there to see it, so. Well, and I've even, I've even done limited access. And I know some consumers aren't fond of this where you say, hey, here's enough information to get you interested. And if you want more, please contact me. And the reason why I want that, I, wanna, I want a chance to explain things to people or listen to them and hear what they don't see so that I can make sure that they're getting what they want so they can make a better decision. Um, it's not a matter of, I, cause here, Chris, how long has it been? How many years has it been since houses are stopped being sold? I mean, you can't sell a house. Houses sell themselves. We're marketing people that put information out there that let people make their own decisions. And if I put it out there like this pond behind me here with the clever, subtle, hey, look at the beautiful landscape. Well, guess what? You know, uh, it, it may draw somebody in and that, that's exactly what we're paid to do bring people in, maximize their sale points and, you know, and help them get where they want to go. I'm on, I'm, I'm sorry. If you're on video, you can see me looking at my phone, but um, I'm trying to find that you did something on Instagram that I thought was, uh, it was clever. It was really subtle. But Probably on his Instagram store or on his Instagram TV. You have to click over to the middle tab. Hey, I'm the technology genius. Is this the one where I was shirtless going like this? But, what, no, but I remembered it, but basically what he said is that this property is going to be going on at this time and there's limited um, like upfront showings available. That's okay. right. That's our new marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But so, and on that, but what it is, it's subtly saying that this thing is in super demand. You better get in quick, you know, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping them waiting for you. You know what I mean? Like I, I've, I've kept some for you. So we started a VIP group. Um, oh, I see. It's the coming soon in Maplewood. It's this one. No. Yeah, it says there's some limited something. It's limited. I know which, oh, you know what? Available. It probably wasn't an Instagram oh, TV. My, my alarm went off. Uh, somebody's stalking me again on Instagram. It says. Oh. Christopher Rooney is stalking you on Instagram. Um, oh, you know what it was? It was the Forest Lake one that we took down because uh, we had to edit it. 
So, so yes. So Andy does pre-list videos. We're doing, um, we've been running a test for the last month on, um, pre-list videos and he just goes out to the property and does a little video prior to us, prior to us pushing it out there. And it's a great way. He doesn't really tour the actual property. He just showcases the lifestyle. And I think that, um, that draws people in, in a different way than walking through the house. You know, and the other thing that, that I, what's interesting is when, I think it's funny how, you know, with the 21,000 real estate agents in the twin cities or whatever it is, it's crazy. Um, they always, Oh, pre-list or whatever. He, he's doing that. So he doesn't have to pay commissions. Absolutely not. Bring me a buyer. I'll pay a full commission the first day it's on the market. You know what I mean? Or, or even in my pre-list that, that the idea is to get stuff out there in a timely fashion that is teasing the market and getting them to come look at it because statistically the more showings I get, the, uh, the quicker the offers come and the better off my seller is. And so well, that's, that's all doing. yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's for, it's to the benefit of the seller for us to share content about a property before it hits the market. Well, and I don't want to give away all my secrets since I already have, um, but the, uh, <laughs> the idea there guys is that I'll, I'll leave it with this. You got to continually reinvent it and, and, and remember, why are you doing it? Like Chris, we were talking about that, right? Like you said, you know, what is, what is this house all about or who's buying it? Um, would they want more information? Do they not need information? You know, and, and all of that goes into the, who is your target audience and, and keeping your technology fresh. Do you guys, do you, what are your guys' thoughts on um, doing like, what is it on iPhones? What is that called when you can video chat with people? FaceTime? FaceTime. Um, I obviously don't have an iPhone. Uh, FaceTime or Zoom tours uh, or Google Duo, Duo tours of a property for clients. Do you think that's going to continue to rise or do you think that was kind of just a lockdown thing? I think, I think that depends who you are as a person. If I'm going to go do FaceTime, that's not really who I am. And I think sometimes that gets, uh, that's, that's not what's best for the house. And I think a lot of people use that for their own personal marketing, which is, which is fine if that's who they are and that's what they want to do. But um, I think that's what, I mean, what, what, now we skip back to what we talked about at the beginning, that whole IMS thing, you gotta do who you, you gotta be who you are because you attract people that are like that. You know, I mean, me and Andy I, I probably attract a different person, you know, just saying. Really? Um, but you know, like- how <laughs> Is we, that a dig or was that like a normal comment? No, that's a total- you know, We I mean, a lot of the same parties, Courtney. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, but I, I don't mean that, but I mean, there's a different, you know, there's different ways. And so if Andy, but if Andy tried um, to be like, you know, whoever, you know, that's, that's not who Andy is. And Andy's not going to be that person. And you want yeah. Andy at his best and who he is and, and what he does. And if you don't let him be like a, a weirdo, like he looks most of the time that you no, <laughs> but, but yeah, exactly. But you know, then you're going to miss that other part, that creative part. That's where his benefit is. Well, you know, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of those agents too, that um, when you sell the lifestyle, a lot of times you got to live it. And some of the, like the agents are out around Minnetonka and Deep Haven and some of those wonderful, beautiful markets, um, they get worn out going to the country club and stopping by all the restaurants and they want to schmooze with the right people. And you got to be part of the scene. And that's, that's something that, that's a specialized market where those people don't just get those listings because they were answering the phone that day. That's because they, they're well-known in those communities. They're, they're, they're woven into the country clubs. 
into the yachting clubs, into the marinas, into the restaurants, into the charity organizations. And they work very hard at developing relationships with that crowd. Um, I, I, you know what? I, I could have done it, chose not to. I, uh, I like to go drive a pickup truck. Um, I love to sell houses. Um, love to wear shorts and flip-flops. And, uh, you know, it's my thing. But, but here's I have a the serious thing. question for you, Andy. Have you ever shown up to a open house in a swimsuit? Who's asking? <laughs> okay, I'll be honest with you. There was a years ago. Years don't answer. Ago, don't answer, Andy. Don't do it. I uh, know. <laughs> I did. Actually, I did. I had a um, construction and it was really slow. This was when I was like 20 or something. I don't remember. It was pretty young. And uh, there was, it was really slow. And so I kind of like just the open house was so dead. It was a new build way up north. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go jet skiing for an hour and come back. <laughs> and I mean, you know, because it was just, we were supposed to sit there for so many hours and I can't get fired anymore. So this was, you know, back way in the day. And I took off on my jet ski and my pickup truck. And then I came back and I'm like, there was a person standing there. And I was like, oh my God, I learned my lesson. I've never done that again. Oh gosh, good like Lord. Hours. Supposed to have this model open for four hours. I'm like, I'm going to go jet skiing and come back. I was honestly kidding, but I think there's a the trunks, by the way, swim trunks, dripping. Swim trunks. <laughs> Lake I, life. I mean, it's selling the lifestyle. I used to do the stand-ups, you know, the, the, I used to be hardcore into that. It was awesome. I, I'm not so sure that was a dumb move um, from a, from a standpoint. Exactly. I mean, if he was out on a boat and there was a, I mean, it, it included the jet ski. There's that. There, I don't know. I don't know if that was, a horrible move I think because, it really sells the lifestyle like you yeah. have a boat back there let's go out on a, on a boat ride around the lake because that's the lifestyle that you're buying and I you, think Andy said something about the realtors and going to country clubs and and doing all that stuff and he wants to be in a in a truck and and wear his flip-flops but that's the same thing just move it from what he wants as an agent move it over to that house and if you treat that house like a country club and a whatever, but it's the lifestyle is really a, for a pickup and flip flops. I mean, you're, you're totally doing a disservice for that house. And when you say cookie cutter, then you're right on the mark there is that most people just say, Hey, this is what you got to do. And we have to have a video and we have to have this, this and that, but that's not what's best for the house. You got to know who your client is and then how do you attract that client? Yes. So there, well, and I think that's the difference between the clients that you show up to meet with in a pair of jeans and boots versus a full suit. Yeah. It's the same thing. Totally. So, um, so I'm not offended by any of that, by the way. What? I'm not offended by anything that was said there. I'm. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. You should, I know, be, it's very you should, hard be, to you should be proud. You are who you are. There's nothing wrong I, with well, that. Well, I think that anybody that knows me knows that. And I, the thing is, is I don't wear it out of protest either. I mean, there's, there's been times where I, I'm just really busy running, listing houses, and I'll show up, and I, I've, I've, I, people watching this will admit this. I, I've showed up in shorts and flip-flops, but I'm wearing a button-down collar, and I'm cutting deals all day long, still, you know, doing my thing, and I just, I don't think about that part of my, you know, but I'm still cutting the deals and getting things done and selling them for over retail in two days, and, you know. But I think people respond to authenticity. I think that ties to like you as an individual and the videos that anyone is creating is that people respond to authenticity. And if you show up in a three-piece suit that you're uncomfortable in, it's not going to make you confident going in to show them property or to help them 
with their situation. And that's going to come across with how you interact with them. So that authenticity shines through when you are just true to yourself. I, I wore I wore a sport coat last, two summers ago, just to try it for about a month. Where I wore sport <laughs> coats out of my appointments. And I was having a hard time getting sales that way. I mean, it was where I was, I, maybe I wasn't being myself. And so that wasn't shining through. And I felt like I was going out. I normally get, I feel like almost every opportunity I go down, I, I, the customer and I decide to do business together. We're excited. We, you know, we do the deal. I was like going, I didn't get that one. They hired the other guy or the other gal. And I'm like, what the heck happened there? You know? Anyway. Well, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think that it's all about being authentic. You know, and when you're, when you're talking about that, um, you know, and being a realtor and so say Andy wants to be that way. That's where video can really come in and help you as well is to be able to, you know, that, that might be something that, Hey, this a client initially gets a hold of you. I mean, you're able to stalk people online, you know, and figure out how to do it and not, not in a mean way, but in a, in a subtle way, but it could, it might have a video of showing Andy, you know, in that. So it's not like, uh, I think some people try to think that, Hey, if you don't, if you don't dress nice for them, that's a little sign of disrespect that, or maybe that their house isn't, but in reality, if, if that's not who you are, that's not who you are. And I think you can show that. And it's just like us as a home lives. I mean, it's like everything. It's in, it's in everything. It's a, a box of cereal, how we market that, you know, it's just getting to know that who you are. And then in the end, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're wearing and, and what you're doing. And uh, it's, it's what you, uh, how you perform. Yeah. Well, and I always look at it like I've always been a, a creative uh, marketing person. And, and that's where I pride myself on being a good communicator, being able to relate to people, you know, and I think that that, you know, kind of going back to our topic here, a video that that is one of the, I mean, we've integrated video years ago. So this is nothing new for us. It's just the platforms keep changing and the way we deliver the video is changing. But um, ultimately that is a, a, I think a superior way to communicate. Well, if someone is preparing for a video tour of their home, do you just recommend that they prepare the same way they would for photos or are there different steps they'd have to take to prepare for either a virtual tour or one of the Matterport cameras or a drone camera or whatnot? There's a very big difference. And because when you get photos, you can take stuff and move it over to the side out of the picture and, uh, and not have to worry about it. And that happens a lot in photo shoots when you're not ready. And it's kind of like, hey, let's move this over to this closet. Let's put this here. The thing with a Matterport, it shows everything. And then there's some... There's some people like with security. I mean, if you go through that video, I mean, you're looking at everything. You're looking at every piece of clothing in their um, closet and box and all of that. You can stop and see all that with video or normal photos. You can you can work around that. So yeah, there's I think there's a huge difference uh, with getting ready because you got to be completely completely ready. I do a lot of times. I don't use the Matterport, I, but it, you have to have the Matterport to get the floor plans. And so it's kind of like, sometimes I won't even use the Matterport, but we can use it later. And afterwards, if there's a problem later, because you can find every little thing within that house. Do, your, do you have a lot of clients that don't do the Matterport because of security concerns? We talk about it all the time. And some people want it and some people don't. But I, I mean, and then we talk about the pluses and minuses of it. And we can always do the Matterport to get the floor plans. Um, but Matterport, obviously, in the whole COVID thing, that was a big thing. Mm -hmm. to be able to go through the property without actually having to go through the property. And that Matterport does a very good job of that. 
you know, you can. How long do those videos live on? I know you can take them down on the MLS and take them off of your listings, but there's a chance that that will live online forever once it's out there. The host can take it down though. And so let's just say that um, One Shot Media does it and then we can tell them, hey, after the listing, then just take it down. Got it. And you don't have it anymore. You know, the the one thing I'd say too, though, kind of going back to the video, I, I grabbed one of my, I actually put one of these little, sh- oops, I can't, uh, here, put on my face, put one of these sheets out in our book that when we do a listing that tells people, guides people, um, talks about things like making sure that all your windows are clean, because when we have photography, we will shoot a room in high definition, and then sometimes they'll take the outside photo, so they underexpose and overexpose. They use the outside picture in the windows of the best with the best inside picture. So they integrate two pictures together. Well, if the windows are dirty, it doesn't matter in that scenario because it's a photo. But on video, they can't seem to, you know, make that go away yet without spending a ton of money and time. So we just recommend, you know, getting those windows cleaned. Things like um, that you normally wouldn't think of that are kind of out of the way. Um, having like the cars literally out of the driveway, unless they're part of the design, like you want to have that fancy car in the driveway because it sells the lifestyle or whatever. But I mean, um, things like that, there's um, a lot of times the personal items like photos, um, we say that, but a lot of people don't really hear us. And I show up and there's still the picture of all of them, you know, sitting around. Great. I mean, that, that, that's what your house, your home should have. But when a house is up for sale, you know, we don't necessarily need to capture that on a video. So, you know, especially if it's a really big photo of the fireplace and then somebody's going to be watching that video going, oh, look at that so-and-so's house. And so, you know, not that it matters, but it does. It does matter. I mean, because the most important day of your listing is photo day. And it is the most important day because that's where everyone's first impression is, you know? And it's also the things that we're going to use to be able to capture them later. Because um, if you have good photos and they take a nice piece of uh, marketing material back with them and they're looking at that, it justifies what they're thinking. And that's what people need. I mean, everyone wants to negotiate. Everyone wants the best deal possible. But in the end, value typically wins. And if they see value in the property, you know, but if we don't see the value or we're, we're not promoting that value, it's hard to get the price up. And I think that's the key. And I think that's where the difference is with realtors, you know, um, is to be able to show value. Awesome discussion today, guys. We have a few of last week's questions, um, but before we jump into that, if you do have questions about video that you would like us to answer either now, we probably won't have time right now on the show because we're wrapping up, but we'll definitely throw those in for next week's um, for next week's show. So you can toss those into the comments if you're listening live, or you can email those to me if you are listening on the podcast. <laughs> And question number one, I have a home in the $600,000 range, but only a two car garage. What do you suggest? Andrew, do you want to start? Well, if you're in Minneapolis or on the lakes, I mean, that's kind of normal, you know, in a beautiful upbeat, you know, up and coming neighborhood that that's common. So when, you know, you integrate like a two car garage. Now, if we were building you a new house in that price range, um, we're seeing a lot more of a tendency to go towards the four-stall garage, um, you know, not only for the balance of the look, so, um, but it looks, integrating that space, it's cheap. I mean, garages are 42 bucks a square foot, roughly, you know, give or take a few bucks, depending on what you do with them. And um, that's, you can't even build a shed for that. So 
a lot of times when we're building new, it's cheaper to make that garage the maximum of whatever the city will allow it without making the house garage dominant. I would I would assume that uh, this is a, an existing house that they're talking about maybe how to overcome a two-car garage. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned it, a shed uh, could do that. And But the thing is, you have to show them. And when you show them, and what that means is that that two-car garage has got to look big and open. It's for two cars. It's not for your lawnmower, your garbage cans, and all that. And maybe that shed is for that. Um, we've also had where we've really kind of made that the garage nice, you know, or do something different, um, add a pergola over the top of it and give it some uniqueness and some kind of maybe even a cottagey type feel. But uh, to make, you got to have it as big as open as you can. You can't stuff all your boxes in there. Um, and then, because what happens is that people then justify, they justify that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know it's only a two car, but gosh, we only have two cars and we can, we have a shed or we can always build a shed, you know, kind of thing. Do you yeah. guys, what do you guys think about the houses? I've seen this kind of trend with the epoxy floors in the garage and the, um, you know, like fully finished walls that are painted. What are your guys' thoughts on that? It's, I think that I, you know, Andy has had that all the time. I've always loved Andy's garage floors. And then he redid it again and even looks better. But um, so I did it and I'm like, I'll never not have it again. Uh, on my garage floors because it does. And it, I think what it also does, it makes you not put stuff in that garage because you want to see the whole thing. And, uh, it, it, and it makes it, it makes it a room. It makes it an entertainment area as well. Multi-purpose room. We, you know, especially like for an example, the you're giving there, Chris, where there, there's maybe that $600,000 house and there's limited space to make that fancier is really important. Utilizing that space. Maybe it's insulated now, it's heated. And you have overflow so that when you have a big party and you have all the kids out in the garage, it's still 70 degrees in the middle of the winter and they're having fun spilling their pop on the floor and you mop it up and no big deal. I mean, it's, it's kind of um, in my garage, we use it a couple of times a year for that purpose um, where we set up bean bags and we have bean bag tournaments. And I mean, we love, you know, the garage, it turns into like a little mini gym. That's awesome. All right, guys, question number two. Thinking of doing some upgrades with selling in mind in probably two to three years. I have a 1980s house and it still feels like it. What do you suggest I do? It is on a treed lot in a good area. Houses are going in the four hundred dollars to $500,000 range. Um, the 1980s is, uh, gosh, I'll tell you, um, obviously if, if they're carpet and stuff like that, but I, if I was going to do it in two or three years, I would be waiting on the carpet, you know, because um, you want that impact immediately, but you could do um, some painting and enameling might be a really good, uh, real good thing. Now, if it's trade area and you're in that four to $500,000 range, I think that's why you have a realtor come out, even if it's two to three years away, because there might be some things that can give you a real good bang for the buck that rather than being at 400, you can be at 500 and or push it to 550 with certain things that you do. So we didn't talk about what kind of garage does it have? Is it a walkout lot? Is there three bedrooms or four bedrooms on one level? You know, you can move it to those next levels. But I think in general, um, if, I, if I didn't see anything about the house, I would, uh, I would enamel the kitchen cabinets. That's what I would do. Yeah, no, and he's right. I think there's, there's a lot of things to consider there. So um, 80, like when they say four to 500 range, for my first question would be, 
is that houses that are totally renovated or is that houses that are as is in 80s condition? Dif big difference. So if, if your house is as is and it's going for 500 and you're okay with that, you might even want to sell it as is and let somebody else experience the opportunity to, to renovate it the way they want to renovate it because you can renovate incorrectly or you renovate too cheaply and somebody comes in and doesn't appreciate what you did. So you can also go the wrong direction. So um, taking that opportunity to mirror the quality level of the neighborhood or, you know, and, and, and I only say that because, you know, like all the years of us working with contractors where, you know, they spend $150,000 renovating a house and now your house is sellable, but it doesn't necessarily sell for a bunch more than, than, you know, 75, 80 grand more than what it was worth. So the return's not there. Um, so if you, if you're full of cash and you have no, nothing but time and you want to have fun with it, um, I always recommend if you're going to make major improvements, do them early and enjoy them for a year or two, right? Chris, we've talked about that. Actually enjoy that new kitchen or enjoy those new enameled cabinets um, before you move. And then, and then it's still nice, but it's not, you get a couple of years of enjoyment too. Totally. Kind of comes back to that about. no cookie cutter solutions. You got to well, meet well, with right, them and Think about this for a second. Right. You hear all those people that say, well, I had to live in this house for 25, 30 years and there was nothing modern about this house. And then we modernize it and then we move. And, you know, and so, um, happy wife, happy life, or whatever you want to say. But, <laughs> you know, uh, living in projects is also chaotic. So I see a lot of buyers in that price range coming in and wanting everything done. They don't want to live in a project. They don't want to have to worry about moving in and renovating. So, good advice as always, guys. Uh, last question: I would rather not have a sign in front of my property as I don't want neighbors to know. Will agents do that? Um, yeah, they will. Uh, but you know, in today's world, your neighbors are going to know <laughs> everyone's on an app and, um, you know, it, I mean, if they see the video guy come in or the picture guy come in, I mean, they're going to know a lot of people don't want neighbors in their house. So they, they see don't a logo guy walking up the driveway. <laughs> the no, walking billboard is at your house. That's his, imagine what my truck looks like. His truck. Yeah. Yeah, there's like flashing lights on it. He has a megaphone telling everyone he's listening it. But yeah, um, it's uh, so it's, I think that's one of those things that I, I think you're maybe overthinking it a tad, you know, uh, when you're, you know, you don't want to sign. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes there's a vacant house and they don't want to sign to be able to get the uh, burglars notified that, hey, there's a vacant house for sale here. No one's living here. Come on in and steal what you got to steal. Well, and if it's vacant, you know, that that's probably the worst of our, least of our words if somebody breaks in. But the, you know, what I always say is this, you know, the way the buyers shop, they, they try to avoid real estate agents. So they, they look online, try to get as much information as they can on their own. And then they try to go around the agents. They might even go driving around the neighborhood. And if that silly little sign helps them identify that house quicker stress-free so it has good vibes mm -hmm. and they look at the house and go, oh my god this is great that that helps all those little steps help and then having a, a qr code they can scan and then get additional information you can't find online here at the house and they click that and they're like oh my god this is awesome so creating that experience for that buyer too is very important and yeah. sometimes we forget about that make them feel warm and fuzzy and special and you know when they're on site call and say hey you know uh i'd like to see this property you know, or whatever else and say, well, you know, nobody's there to show it to you, but feel free to walk around the exterior, you know, or whatever, or, you know, or who knows? I don't know. I, but buyers do approach us differently now than they used to, for sure. 
they look online and then they come out and they want to look on their own. And then if it's remotely interesting, then they usually call the listing agent yeah. or they'll book it online, which blows my mind. By the way, it, it um, the, the big, some of the biggest sites that are out there and you, Oh, I don't want to bug an agent. So I click this button and then an agent shows up and shows me the house. Those people pay for those clicks, you guys. So those agents that are out there, they pay to get that opportunity to show you that house so that they can pick you up as a buyer. So you're basically throwing yourself into the gauntlet of salespeople at the airport. <laughs> That's Not so true. Into the airport in like Cancun and it's timeshare, timeshare, timeshare. That's what you're doing when you go online and book it. Find a local agent or call the listing agent. Then you don't have to deal with all that, you know. Crap. Any guys, any final thoughts on today's show on video or things to think about? I think, uh, I think video is uh, specific to each property. And, and how you use that and it's and it's a part of marketing. I think it's a great part of marketing, but uh, it's not in everything that you do or have to do. Yeah, and I always say, you know, um, depending on your client's needs, um, video is a tool, you know, and all, all the different tools that we have in our, our, our shed um, that we go back and use to help sell houses. This is one of them. I think it's video is, it covers so many more things than just a video, like a, a video of the listing. It's how we communicate with the buyers. It's how we communicate with sellers. I mean, we use it as, instead of a, an email, you can send a video chat now. I mean, it's like um, we FaceTime with people so they can see things live and in, in person. So all video covers a lot of different, I think, um, you know, uh, parameters or different, you know, categories. Um, but I think it's going to be an integrated part of our lives as real estate agents. And well, and even think about this. If you could call and say, hey, do you have the refrigerator I'm looking for? And that refrigerator salesperson could say, yeah, let's go take a look at it together. And you actually show you the refrigerator and say, is that a dent on the door? So you don't drive across town 45 minutes to look at a dented refrigerator. You can literally with that salesperson eliminate or help, you know. The king of analogies. I love them. It's, it's I know, new ones every week. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in for Andy's analogies next week. On They're the always new. They're roller. always new. He's never, he never has used the same one ever. It, I don't think he has that you got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. If you are catching the live stream, be sure to go and give us a follow on your podcast uh, app of choice. If you are listening to the replay, thank you so much. Give us a review if you enjoyed the show. If you have questions you want to submit for the guys to answer on a future show, be sure to email those to me, Courtney, C-O-R-T-N-E-Y at AmplifyUp.com. Have a great week, guys. All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.